Hello and welcome to the warm-up for Sunday, August 7th, 2022, the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time. My name is Father John Jaska, the pastor of the Chatham Catholic Family of Parishes. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet, so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This is the Gospel of the Lord. So welcome once again, everyone, uh, tuning in for the warm-up. An opportunity for me to share just a few words, a little reflections on the upcoming Sunday Gospel. And and, uh, this uh, Gospel, I read the shorter version of the Gospel about being dressed, being ready for action, having our lamps lit, um, always being attentive to being ready for when the Lord returns. And that this is a reminder for us that we're people of the gospel, we're disciples, we're messengers. Um, we are. We know that we are. We look forward to the kingdom of heaven. We look forward to Christ's return and triumph. But there's work to do. It's not as if we're called to sit around and trying to just stay awake, waiting for Jesus to come. But being dressed, being ready for action, um, being alert means sharing, living, and offering the good news to all those around us. It is the work of the gospel that the Lord expects when he arrives, when he asks us what we did with our lives. How did we share who we are and what we have with the world, especially those who are in need, those who are suffering, those who are lost and forgotten. And I just want to highlight two, uh, I think, ways that we can do that, uh, you know, within um, certainly my family of parishes that I serve in in Chatham, but I think all of us, uh, especially as a church in Canada. The first one is the post-pandemic world. Uh, we are in a situation where um, hopefully we're past the worst of the pandemic, Um we are hopefully coming back to a new sense of normal. And yet, uh, like in, in my family of parishes and probably many others, there are still some that have not returned to church, have uh, not come back to uh, be involved in slowly the restoring, renewal, and, and new ministries. So we've, we're struggling with some volunteers. Uh, not everyone has come back. We're struggling in some ways financially as well. Um, And we need to look at uh, a new way and a new plan of ministry that is very different than before the pandemic. The reality is, is that there is a large portion of our people whom we have to reconnect. And there's also a large portion of people that we never really had that we need to introduce to the love of Christ. And it has to be done in a way that people, uh, I think, to make it relevant to make it meaningful for people in, in their circumstances today. It's not enough just to open our doors and say, we're open, come on in. Because uh, many people are not, 
recognizing or not not thinking they don't need what we have to offer. Of course, we have the gift of Christ, the gift of his love, the gift of community, which I think we all need. And yet many people are trying to find those things in other places, and we need to become more relevant, more meaningful, more impactful in people's lives. That means not changing the gospel, but uh, figuring out how to best translate it, like you were to translate it into a language that people will understand, that will stir their hearts. And so there's no perfect way of, of doing that, but we're going to need everybody, all those who are coming to church that are in the pews every weekend to uh, empower, to educate, to equip, to be sent out, to share that good news in their workplace on the sports field, in the schools, in things that they do, that they become these models of discipleship, sharing the joy that Christ has. So being dressed, being ready for action, being sharing that love and that mercy that they experience in their encounters with Jesus. So in this post-pandemic rebuild of the church, we need to devise new strategies, embrace a new enthusiasm, to be able to share Christ's love with this world and to be able to fill people's hearts in a way that they have not experienced before, allowing them to encounter Jesus through us. And again, we're going to have to figure out new ways because the, the previous ways, the old ways won't work in this new situation, in these new problems. We have to offer the best of who we are and what we have and to apply it and to offer it in a way where... Um, People in our communities, in, in our society, in our towns, in our cities will recognize that and will be moved by that. The second is this. Uh, we're just uh, uh, on the heels of the conclusion of Pope Francis's visit to Canada, a penitential pilgrimage. It was not filled with a lot of fanfare uh, and that, but it was really a solemn, uh, important, powerful opportunity for Pope Francis to offer uh, an apology on behalf of the church, but to listen and to seek uh, a relationship with our indigenous brothers and sisters and to inspire the church in Canada for us to continue that healing work. Because, um, and I'm going to look back and, and read what he had said and take a look at the coverage and to listen to the presentations from uh, the various indigenous leaders and kind of just walk through and how that moves all of us to then do the real work of truth, reconciliation, healing, and friendship. The theme of the Pope's visit was walking together. And in order for us to walk together, we have to get to know each other a little bit. We need to listen to one another and for us as, as the church to seek that healing, which then leads to friendship, which I think then leads to a, a greater appreciation of the giftedness of one another uh, moving forward together. This will take a long time and uh, it will take a lot of listening and a lot of understanding and a, a learning about the truth and the realities of the unfortunate pains and sufferings of so many through the Indian residential school system to the challenges the indigenous uh, people have even in our society today. But we are, I think we're on that right path. And so this is part of this living the gospel dressed, ready for action, have our lamps lit, be ready to live the gospel in a new and powerful way. That brings healing, that brings new friendship, and I think that brings a, a new strength and an understanding um, for all of us. So as we prepare for this Sunday's gospel, 
um, we are to be attentive. Blessed are those slaves who the master finds alert when he comes. You know, when Jesus does come and he sees us living and working uh, with the good news of the gospel, sharing it, offering it, and bringing it to life in our words, but most especially in our actions, how blessed we are to enter into the banquet feast. So we embrace this sense of mission, a mission that uh, will require all of us working together to be able to share that good news. It has to start with an encounter with Christ that, again, transforms our hearts. And then I, given the strength of the Holy Spirit to have the courage uh, to um, move forward in light of sharing the goodness and the joy of the gospel and not kind of trying to control it for our own wants, our own outcomes, but be guided by the Spirit to always be ready to serve, always be ready to forgive, always be ready to embrace and to be open to those around us. May we be dressed for action and have our lamps lit to share the good news of the resurrection and the good news of Christ's love. God bless you, and we'll see you this weekend.